Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. I'm going to just call it out over this motherfucking wax when I do it. There you go. I decided to to go with this because I'm feeling real East Texas today. <laughs> Texarkana, right? Yeah. TK, Texarkana. 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 Oh, there's no R in there. It is, but that's how they say it. It's country, man. I was talking to a dude from Texarkana. Um, Byron Wilson playing in the league for a while, yeah. NFL. Yeah. He do a lot of shit back there. Yeah, man. So shout out to Rod Wilson. He from there. Shout out to Eric Warfield. He from there. Shout out to Nathan Bash. E from there. Like, it's a lot of shit. Ross Perot. E from there. Like, it's a lot of shit. Then it's a lot of gang shit. Shout out Rap Pat. Nah, it's Arkansas shit. It ain't me. Come on, man. Gang banging in Arkansas. I still remember that documentary. I don't know. Uh-oh. Anthony going for a solo career. Right. <laughs> I'll do the background vocals. I'm proud of this shit, bro. Nothing like the home team, man. Nothing like the home team. And he feels different, man. But you know what? There's so much gang shit that happens down there that a lot of people don't know about. It's kind of like how you got, like, the Port of Miami. Like, that's literally a groundwork for the passing game. Mm. Arkansas, yeah. Memphis, Atlanta, Shreveport, Centerport. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, man, we in this bitch, man. I don't know what episode this is. Um, first of all, I want to start off by saying my apologies to the listeners because we haven't really given you shit since the first week of February. And we only gave you about two or three episodes in January. That shit's about to change. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be doing a lot of, uh, what, what, what are we, we going to do? Not Zoom, because we ain't fucking with Zoom. Nah, 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 nah. But we're going to no be doing like going. a lot of Zoom type episodes type. when we're not able to be in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The quality is going to be there. We've just been working on some shit. You know what I'm saying? We've been uh, cutting y'all short. But again, like I said, my apologies. So I'm the host, Anthony Roberts. So the reality is where filter becomes extinct alongside my co-host. Artesia. And the homie. The franchise. I'm in the building. Man, I like the, what, what, what we got with the headband today? What's the what's this one about? Oh, this is a headband I bought from one of my brother's African bandanas. You know what I'm saying? I support black businesses 100%. I yes. buy black. My dollars speak black, baby. Okay. <laughs> African bandanas. Man, how many more days we got left in Black History Month? Because I feel like ERCOT well, needs. Yeah, motherfuckers kind of stole our Black History Month. They did, man. A whole, a whole week. Eight days. Yeah, and probably <laughs> more than that for some people because some people are still out here without power. Exactly. I know. They're still out here without water. Somebody had posted something that, that I think they in Dallas area and they up in a hotel because their mm. water ain't back on. I'm like, what? Yeah. That was like One two of my weeks friends, ago. Her water just came back on yesterday. Damn it. Yeah. I remember the boiling pot days. I don't know Oof. if anybody has been that poor. Bruh. But I remember not having electricity. I remember not having... Uh, you know, back in the day, you had to light a pilot. It was like yeah. a gas stove gas, and a gas, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we had to have that shit. So I remember growing up without that shit and having to boil your water. 
You know what I'm saying? Dump the shit in the toilet or mm-hmm. boil your water, put the shit in the to- tub or boil your water and put it in the sink. Yeah. Eating cereal with water, eating it dry. Right. Mm. You know what the, I'm saying? The you force just, flush days where you yeah. have, the toilet ain't working. You got to pour the bucket down. Got to pour the bucket down the toilet, man. Yeah, man. It, See, it niggas rough. don't even understand, man. You built different when you come from that kind of shit, man. Humble beginnings. And you know what? Most of the niggas who are built like that be the ones that come out on top. They be rich. Or they be financially wealthy at some yeah. point in their life because you know what? When you've been there, you like, nah, my nigga, I don't want to see no parts of that no more. Right, and and that's that becomes a motivation for getting all you know, getting on your grind and doing everything. Uh, yeah. Shout out to 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 uh, Smoothie, Smoothie Poppy, Young Smoothie from Texarkana, East Texas. Uh, that's the song we were just playing. I played that shit because, like, honestly, when the, when the storm hit, like, I was prepared mentally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was prepared physically Yeah, because of the way we were raised. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like he right, got right. a song on. Well, the name of the album is Muddy Waters and it's called Muddy Waters because Texarkana is a place that it's easy to get in trouble and it's hard to get out of that motherfucker. Like Shit, once like you have else. been in the prison system, you're pretty much fucked. That's Texas. Now. That's Texas. <laughs> and it's not a lot of shit to do in Texarkana. Like you either, like he said in one of his songs, you either play ball and try to make it to a league, whatever league that may be, or you on the corner. Mm. Like if you making $18 an hour working for a plant, you know what I'm saying? Out there in Texas, like that's your way of, of living Uh, a red river army depot. Like if you ain't working for the depots out there, mm-hmm. you fuck, you only can be a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor and not being funny. That's pretty much what white folks growing up wanting to be mm-hmm. more black people should want to be some of those things, but that's the basics. And I've talked to Artesia a lot of times when I first moved her, I was like, I didn't know all the things you could be. Cause you don't get any kind of exposure down there. Yeah. And so, I, not only that too, but I think that, you know, we're going to have a conversation about different things. And uh, in my mind, I was thinking about the generational differences. Yeah. And sometimes what you got like the baby boomers, the older folks who grew up in a, in a situation like that, yeah. all they know is to go get one of those jobs. That's but it. the world is changing now. It's more expanding. And if you don't have a person who can pour into you about the opportunities that are here yeah. today, you're going to be kind Follow of trapped. Down that road. Yeah, you're going to be trapped in that. Fuck working 30 years in one goddamn 30 job. years. But, that. but there was a point in time where most that of the people. That was the way you supposed to be. That was the way you're going to be. That's success. And that, mm-hmm. all that was and was. you don't even get to enjoy your retirement. Nah. No. By the time you retire, nine times out of ten, you pass away. Right. And they and that's what they're banking on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know a lot of So teachers, you don't get it. Yeah, they're yeah. banking on that shit. And that money go right back. If you die, that money going right back into the mm-hmm. to the retirement yeah. fund for other motherfuckers. For all you niggas who saving, man, take some of that money out and spend it on yourself. Yeah, go play a little bit. Go play yeah, a little go bit. Play a little so bit. many you people deserve. spend so much time saving and being responsible, and then it's like if you die in a car wreck or whatever the fuck, you never bought new shoes or not new high price shoes. You mm-hmm. never bought new furniture. You never lived in the place you wanted to live. Run down through it. Run down through that motherfucking shit you like it meant well nothing. Man, I used to be one of those people saving all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, because that's I what we was told. I mean, I still save, but yeah, I like to. But you live too. Yeah, yeah, I live. I'm living. Uh, we ain't going to talk too much about the Winter Storm and ERCOT, but I did want to address it. Uh, I want to start out by saying fuck Ted Cruz <laughs> and that ratty ass beard. For real. I want to say, uh, even motherfuck. though Governor Abbott is pushing to do some things, wheelchair Jimmy, as I call him, um, this nigga just wanted to point the finger first before mm, the finger maybe. became pointed at him. Exactly. Mm. You had something to do with these te- Texas on, legislations being signed and documented. So the money goes into the big wigs pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fuck nigga. We ain't ignorant nigga. We know we what the, the plot game. is, and we see the game. Yeah, at this at this point in in, in time, I believe, and I'm and I'm really so proud of all of our people, especially black people. 
getting more astute and educated about politics, paying more mm-hmm. attention, having more of those kind of discussions because we see the game. We you know what I'm Back in the day, if we weren't really in tune, we probably wouldn't know. Nah. But now we recognize the bullshit. Yeah, you recognize it. And I think it's like we talked about going to your point about generations and, and how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Like we're just more in your motherfucking face. Mm-hmm. Like think about your parents when they used to talk about shit that happened at work. They only talked about it at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fuck yeah. this shit. I'm letting no. these niggas have it at work. Oh, Eat man. this dick, bitch. And not only that, but but what we doing right now, we yeah. on the air, motherfuckers are consuming this shit all over, all the, place. over the place. Talking about, yo, you hear the motherfuckers talking yeah. about the reality is? It's a different world. And you know what? I appreciate both of you because we all come here and do our jobs and we do what we do. We don't let a nine to five dictate the way we live. Our nah. Nine to five. Thank you for the check. Right. Eat a dick, bitch. That's, if that's, all wanna, that's all it fucking it's, is. And it ain't a huge one. No. We all should be getting paid way more than what we fucking make it. No yeah. So you got to get out here and get it your own. Um, one thing I did not like about um, people outside of Texas during the winter storm yeah. was it was a lot of jokes being made. It was a lot of oh, jokes. Yeah. It was a I lot don't of think jokes people being understood made. the they severity did. of it either. No. But it was a lot of jokes being made as if we brought this on ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. I always <laughs> say white men are the problem. Them are the niggas who signed these documents and these legislations mm-hmm. for these companies and these to big CEOs to pad mm-hmm. their own fucking pockets. And they wanted to be an individual when it came to the uh, the grid, the power grid. Yeah. So it's not a joke Oof. when babies are fucking dying. Mm-hmm. People no. who have lived to be 190 years old dying. Get taken out shit. by that. Oh, for this bullshit. Right. Yeah. After already dealing with a man made pandemic. Plan, you know what I'm saying? Right. Pandemic. Yes. So it's like to see people like Yaya, the actor, posting videos of shit that's going out here. Fuck that nigga. I was mm. following him. Fuck him. Uh, all these other famous people, all these regular ass people mm. outside of here just making jokes like this shit is OK. Right. And fuck the people who actually had power over in Holland Park, Turtle Creek, you fucking Castle cocksuckers, Hills. Castle Hills, all these other fucking white crack ass places that are getting. They didn't have to suffer and deal with none of this shit. Mm-mm. So oblivious. To what was going on. Yes. Because I happened to work in one of those areas. Yes. And uh, my job was still expecting me to deal with the residents. And they were calling about basic things. Basic not shit. even, you know, oh, we don't have power. And then got upset when you told them you didn't have power. So you weren't able to assist them. Right. What can I do? Yeah. Right. Fuck them. And these are the people like. Uh, you know, a lot of people be like, R.I.P. Who was that nigga? Rush Limbaugh? Man, mm. fuck. <laughs> These are the niggas who need to die away Listen. so America can be a better fucking place. And if anybody yeah. don't like it, I don't give a fuck. Well, you know what I At say your about, mama. You know what I say about shit like that? You know, I'm, I'm glad that he can rest in peace because he damn sure he, didn't live. He didn't live in peace. He was so a ruckus giver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he like to kick up dust yeah, like a motherfucker. But it's just a lot of people, like I said, I didn't appreciate making these jokes, cracking these jokes. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of people, unfortunately, who were scamming during this time. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was a lot it's of motherfuckers. It's always a new scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people trying to break in. Like, I didn't have a peace of mind. Like, I don't live in the hood, but like me and Artesia talk one night and I was just when like. you grew up in the hood, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect. Yeah. Like, this, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this ain't chill time for, mm-hmm. for goons. No, no, it's not. This is the perfect time. <laughs> not at all. Like, you got to sleep with your strap. You right. got to sleep with a knife. Like, you got to just yeah. be prepared for the shit. Like, the first two nights, man, her talked a lot because I was like, I'm uneasy about this shit. Yeah. Every noise I heard outside when it sounded like my oh, front yeah. gate was moving. And I'm like, yo, yeah. what I the fuck? I was talking is- to one of my friends and they were like, yo, you're overreacting. Nah. Like, ain't nobody going to be out here in the cold. And I'm like, nah, you didn't yeah, grow you up. Like, understand. I'm not just a, a hood bitch, but I, <laughs> I grew up in it. So I know. And it was a lot of shit that was popping off in my neighborhood. So, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And I will say this um, was a wake up call for me because y'all were talking about growing up in, you know, under different circumstances mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily experience. Even my kids, when it first happened, like my son, he asked me, he was like, mama, we ain't never had this problem before. He was like, mm-hmm. is everything OK? Like he was <laughs> insinuating yeah. that maybe I didn't pay the bill right. because they're not used to yeah. things like that. Yeah. And it was a wake up call for me because, like I said, it was just like. Ain't nobody really concerned. Like the lack of humanity was the thing that I took away from it the most because I've managed to still have an innocence about myself, Mm -hmm. even at 35 years old. But I think that kind of got taken away with the with the storm. Yeah. But, you know, and, but I have to shout out to my people back back home in Rhode Island, because most of the time, you know, because we in Texas and I'm from a small state up yeah. north. Yeah. So when something happens, no matter where it's at in Texas, Houston, fucking El Paso, <laughs> right. motherfuckers be hitting me up like, yo, you good? But this time this shit was like right here in my backyard. So motherfuckers was hitting me up every day like, yo, you good down there? I'm seeing shit on the news. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was. That type of shit. So shout out to my peoples back home in Rhode Island checking on me. I'm doing good. I got water. I got power. I got food. And God damn it, it's 70 degrees now. And blessings to those people who reached out to you because that was another one of my problems like it was a lot of people sorry about that it's a lot of people who didn't check Mm -hmm. on people you know what I'm saying like some of the people I thought that I was cool with or Mm -hmm. I thought actually cared for me like I did not hear from mm-hmm. them. But I will say shout out to the Hannah's, shout out to the Renee's, shout out to the uh Serena's, the Drina's. Sh- sh- to, uh who? Yeah, Drina. shout out to the Drina. Drina, shout out to Drina, man, the homie from Missouri. Motherfucker sent me some money and shit. And I told her, I said, get that to somebody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm a nigga who know how to make way. But <laughs> shout out to her for doing that. Mm. Matter of fact, fuck pretty much all the niggas and shout out to the bitches, <laughs> man. The because bitch. one thing I tell you right now, the bitches <laughs> always check on the motherfucker, always. bro. Not even because they want to holler or no shit. Nah. They just real motherfuckers fucking women that check on you. That nurturing shit, man. But these niggas, it. it was only probably one or two niggas. Shout mm-hmm. out to the homie Jonathan. Shout out to the homie Alfred. Shout out to you, Frank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and Ortiz, like I say, we talk. She always hold me down. Yeah. But like, fuck all you <laughs> cock-sucking, ratty-ass bitches. And then I even went on Facebook and I was like, yo, if you ain't fucking checked on me, don't try that shit now. Boop, 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 checking hey, on you. Oh, no, fuck no, no, you, no, bitch. No, no, don't do that. Bye. Do that. Fuck you, niggas. <laughs> Bye. Like, I, I... No, you gotta say it right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm glad that things like this happen because it does show you the people mm-hmm. that you need to no weed doubt. out. Sometimes at, in the new year, we look and we sit back and we say, who the fuck do we need to every people time? people make it. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, done yeah. letting these yeah. motherfuckers right, make it. Right, yeah. right. Ain't no more making it, bro. Man. Ain't no more making it. Because even in the midst of me not having power, like I was still reaching out. Reaching out to people. people. So you can't use that as an, as an excuse. To me. I don't know. Some people don't know how to deal with certain situations yeah, but I just feel like if I can do it and I'm going through the same thing you can do it too but there, there is a such thing as I mean it, I think that we're all just by knowing y'all yeah. we're some resilient people yeah mm-hmm. there's some people out there that, that don't have the same level if of they ain't got tissue oh, yeah. paper they losing their mind exactly yeah. and they don't they don't know how to act I mean they really mean. don't know how to yeah. act so have a little bit of grace but for the rest of y'all motherfuckers yeah fuck you you know Thank what I'm saying? Straight up. But like Artis was reaching out to me and she was like, are you okay? Because, you know, I live alone mm-hmm. and I, I don't live in a city anymore to where I could just drive to her house or yeah. drive to anybody's house. Like I'm outside. I'm in the suburbs now and I don't really know none of these Burbs. people. So I'm out there. My shit went out. My my apartment, not apartment, my townhome got down to one degrees mm. in one of those nights. And I, she know me. I'm hot nature. You right. see, I sweat. I pit out in this bitch all the time. <laughs> I probably be pitting out by episode two. Mm. But it's like I was sitting in there. I put a couple of blankets on the bed and I was just like, I'm built for this shit. Mm-hmm. Even my mom was like, you okay? I was like, mom, I'm good. She's like, drive over here. Artie's like, I'll drive and come get you. My homegirl, Serena, I drive. I said, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people's like, how you fucking straight? I'm built for this shit. Right. I've been homeless. 
I ain't had no food. I done yeah, ate out the trash, right, motherfucker. Yeah. When you been there, this is nothing. And when you have had those kind of experiences, when shit like this show up, yeah. you can think a little bit clearer. You can and see you things, show the you fuck out. I mean? Yeah. First thing I did, what did you first thing you did when you got your power back? Well, I never lost it. Oh, that a blessing <laughs> to you. That's great. That's right. a blessing. First thing you did when you got your power back. What did I do? I masturbated. As oh, soon as the shit. internet came I, back on, oh, this nigga was one eight hundred stroke it dope. What did you do? Did oh you lose your God. power spider? No, I didn't. That's a blessing, man. Good to you. But first, I'm telling. I called her. Tell. I said I had to get. I was expecting. I had to. Nobody was. I wasn't expecting it either, nigga. I didn't think about food. I said I got to get this stress off my chest. Hey, I can't think with this kind of stress on my chest. And you're right. It was Pornhub. <laughs> and when I'm feeling real now, it's XX, it's XNXX or X videos. I need some raunchy shit. <laughs> but that's the first thing I motherfucking did, nigga, when I it came out. Surprise. So, hey, oh, we shit. had a. Uh, so, I know we talked uh, not too long ago. Shout out to the homie. What is his last name? Teddy. Fi- Riley. Teddy Phillips. Yeah, Phillips. He said Teddy Riley. <laughs> I know Teddy Riley's cousin. We'll talk about that another day. Teddy Phillips, man, shout out to the homie from Alabama. He now lives in Seattle. He's in the tech industry. Um, he does a lot of shit. He's been getting. A lot of shit done up there in the tech industry, man. Yeah. Shout out to the homie because um, he was listening to the episode and he's like, bro, I liked y'all review on True Kitchen. He said, oh. I didn't, he's like, I wasn't even going to go there. But I told him when I talked to him the other day, I said, my nigga, Pangea though. Yeah. Right. I heard about that. Yeah. I've been, I was actually, when I had a conversation about True Kitchen, it was like, yo, just go over here. Go to Pangea. Yeah. You ain't going to be upset about you it. You will upset. not be disappointed You can give your all. experience since we both went. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it was like night and day for one, like the service customer service everything was organized um following covid protocols that mm-hmm. was big yep that's huge yes so and then got, i could wear my hat yes okay, okay. no problems okay. no problems some people were dressed up some people were dressed down it wasn't no issue word right and then the food was great drinks were good the service was amazing mm-hmm. uh our waiter was hilarious oh yeah and it was cool where was he from cincinnati yeah okay. i forgot his okay. name yeah and i mean it was just a good time it was overall. a good vibe nice. i also want to say shout out to the homie um lindsey from florida for checking on me and shout out to the homie ot Overton, he now he's from Dallas. I mean, well, he was in Denver, but he now I know he was Houston. pissed about this whole situation. Yeah, he oh, wasn't, he wasn't coming from a place that's usually that's always prepared for things Must like know. this, yeah. and then having yeah infrastructure. Yeah. Texas <laughs> looked bad that week. Yeah, so I want to say shout out to them. But Pangea, man, it was a great time. Um, shout out again to Alfred. Shout out again to the homie uh, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. They were out there. You know, some yeah. other friends were out there. We had mm-hmm. a great night. It was kind of like um, you know when you watched what's that movie with uh, Lorenz Tate and Nia Long. Oh, love, love Jones. Love Jones. Like the vibes. You hate it. I'm about to say, oh, nigga, I'm about like, to put you yeah, on. Well, I just saw it for the first time last year, and I'm not impressed. It's okay. You you saw it for the first time last, last year? Last year. You an East Coast time. nigga. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Before we get wait into it, nah, Because normally I'm the one that ain't seen a movie. But you about to lose your motherfucking black car, man. Wait, wait. And you weren't impressed? See, some movies are overrated. It's okay. That's exactly what's happening right here. I'll give you this. It's over fucking rated. And it's okay to say that because I'm the type of person I've seen shit like that where I'm like, uh, I'm not impressed. But I do want to know why weren't you impressed? Well, you know what, it, and it's not fair because if I saw it twenty years ago, that's that's the thing too. Yeah, you cheated. It, no, no, I'm saying if I saw it twenty years ago, I would have a, a it would be perspective. it would be okay. different. But yeah. the fact that I see it now, I'm just I'm looking at it with different lenses. Yeah. you know okay. what I mean. But but what I say is it was very entertaining. I appreciated the movie. I appreciated the black love. I appreciated the friendship of it. Uh, what I, you know, this is what I didn't like. Yeah. So understand, I never saw the movie before. Right. I've always heard about it. This is a cult cult flick, right? So well, I niggas, expected. A cult classic. I expected more poetry. <laughs> I got you. I got you. 
The motherfucker was on stage one time. One time. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. So if you. So anyway, I think the reason a lot of people, like you say, with you watching it 20 years after it's been out or however long right, it's been right. out. Like when I first watched it, you didn't really see black people on TV like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then not being funny, we talked about it on our last episode with So Here's the Thing podcast. Everybody ain't a dime and everybody ain't Michelle Obama. <laughs> right. Nia Long was so classy yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like before all the fake titties and the fake right. ass. And she still ain't that person to this day. Right. And Lorenz Tate weaving. still looks good. That, but you know what? She what could she cut she herself she bald head and though. still be a bad motherfucker. Yeah, she would be. And Lorenz yeah. Tate is still yeah, handsome. Be. He looked better now he do. than he, he looks did like then. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. So He's and, motivated. Yeah, in honor of Black History Month. I think we are the fountain of youth. Yes. Yeah, no question. I think we already know that. You guys mm-hmm. look great. But it's like watching it back then, you saw a guy get the girl, mm-hmm. and he didn't get it being a hard ass. Right. He didn't get it being a gangster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, he was himself. He was himself. And it was a true love story. And you saw, like, them when they would sit at the house and kind of mm-hmm. chill. Community. Like, you, you saw the vibe that you wanted when mm-hmm. you became an adult. Right. Like, even when okay, me and Artesia okay. used to yeah. play and yeah. get together, mm-hmm. that was the way we wanted that it to be. Vibe. Where it's like dope conversation, yeah. some uh, Ella Fitzgerald or some Duke mm-hmm. Ellington playing that's in the, the background. Shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah. Like, nah, some nah, classy, nah, nah, educated, intellectual talk. Right. And you vibing with your fucking mm-hmm. people. No you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to set something up. We're going to create yeah. a Love Jones vibe. You got to bring you in on that shit. No doubt. But that's what Pangea was. But that's what, and, that, and it that really night, was Pangea. Especially with the people that we were with. Exactly. They created that vibe. And the conversation. And yeah. it, you would have not gotten one ratchet bitch dancing because they didn't play ratchet music. Mm. Even though they did <laughs> still play neo soul, yeah. R&B, if they played Like hip-hop. our shoulders was moving. Yeah. yeah you, that was you, it. You yeah. the, but, you, but that's the thing. I think people underestimate, and you know, we're not going to go back into that, but. Yeah. People underestimate when it comes to black people, you can control the vibe by the fucking music you that's play. It. Period. Yeah. You control the vibe. And that's what we talked about when we were talking about True Kitchen. We was like, if you don't want these ratchet motherfuckers in here, don't have a ratchet environment. Right. Don't, DJ. You can't throw your ass in a circle and expect these bitches with a fat ass not to throw right. that ass in a motherfucking circle. <laughs> but not only just that, but even even on some fucking uh, electric slide shit. Man, you, you can't, can't play music like that because they're going to go through the electric yeah. slide. Bro, you already know what boogie, it is. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Yeah. So it's like those things. But Pangea was great. The food was good. Um, the environment was dope. Mm-hmm. It's ve- it's very well lit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like they say, you so felt like you were, yeah, you felt yeah. like you was protected. <laughs> I go to a lot of places who say that their old fashions are on point. Oh, we I know I at least had six of them bitches. You did. Night. The waiter was trying to be keep it cute with me because mm-hmm. I had to call him back. I was like, yeah. hey, I don't know if you think I'm a lightweight or mm-hmm. whatever. Because he was offering y'all. He was like, y'all, yeah. you want y'all another want one? You want yeah. another yeah. one? Yeah. He never asked me. I said, I don't know if you think this is good. He was like, yeah, you right, little lady. He was like, let me go ahead. And he ended up giving me one. Yeah. And he was, was like, he was like, man, hey, you can hang. Man, I'm amazing, bro. Yes. Really? Like the only other place that I used to eat them, I mean, drink those bitches that were on point was. Stock um, and Barrel. No. Oh, at the old place, uh, Cedar Cedar Social. Social. Cedar Social, they still, like, they would, you know, burn the firewood or burn the cedar wood, Mm -hmm. and then, like, they create the experience. Now, one thing I do want these black restaurants to stop doing is quit acting like everybody ain't had a classy experience. Like, he poured that motherfucking, he he was pouring that liquor so slow, I'm like, bro, just pour this shit in here. (laughs) I don't need to get the experience. In hindsight, I think he was pouring it slow because of something else. Cause you pointed out, you was like, "Oh yeah, he did look glazed." Yeah, oh, I okay. think that's why he was yeah. pouring this love. I can use a blunt right now. Speaking <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but edible. No. But if you are in Dallas, man, please go check out Pangea. It's out in uh, Garland. Yeah, I wouldn't even thought Garland would be popping or that Damn. area, but mm-hmm. it's like that little area that they got tucked away. Yeah, Pangea is setting it up. And that's and, what I was telling you. And white people were out there. Yes, mm. you know what I'm saying. It's in that area, so it's like you can't help but go and patronize. But that's okay. the thing too. 
a lot of people say, why do you say white people? Because in Dallas, if you have a black owned establishment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you get whites to come into that motherfucker, oh, you're doing something good about yeah. your business. It's great to have us in there. It's great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all support But us. we want, like, when you do something, you want a diverse, like, even when we do the podcast, of we course. want a diverse listenership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's important. And then if you get white people to come into those establishments, they get to see who we truly are. Mm-hmm. We don't want the news and, and movies and TV directing our narratives. Not at all. You and that's what, that's what part of the problem is, you know, especially when we talk about the issues with law enforcement or whatever. You know, anytime they come in contact with somebody black is because of the lack of experiences that they've had in life. Yeah. And they, they going off of social media and whatever that's presenting. And so anytime they come in contact with folks, they on high alert. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to interject real quick. I do. Have you seen um, Judas? Uh, I have not seen it. OK, so we, we'll yeah. wait for you to see it. In that's there. A fuck, I know it's okay. a great movie. Though. It I know is. The story. It's he diff- didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. It was difficult to shit, watch though. towards the end. It was difficult to watch, to watch the whole time. Yeah. Because you just saw pigs being But pigs. I just wanted to, I wanted to watch it, period. Yeah. I think the last part I walked out, I went yeah, to the garage. Did. I said, I can't watch this shit. Yeah. I already knew, I like, the I story. learned in school about COINTELPRO. Mm-hmm. You oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? The J. Edgar yeah. Hoover cocksucking bitch ass. Like all of that shit, bro. Like you, I knew what was coming. So to see yeah. it, it's just kind of like, all right. But to, yeah. to tell the story like that yeah. is, yeah. is, a, is a surprise to me because but, that's the true shit. But yeah. that shit is too. not pretty. It's, it's ugly. not it's not pretty and it's and it is ugly. Mm-hmm. But when and when those movies are made, the thing that I want to happen is I want and I prefer more white people to see those movies. Of course. Because most yeah. black people already know the story of these things. But if mm-hmm. you want some kind of change, it has to be like they have to see yeah. what their fucking people did. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think Get black people who are cops need to understand. You just joined a pig party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a cop, especially as a traffic cop, you ain't stopping shit. Mm. You ain't changing shit. I mean, you are changing the face of certain things. Right. In order to change something as a traffic cop, I feel like you would have to go out of your way. Mm. You'd have yeah. to be intentional about the things that you or do. Or no small question. encounters yeah. that nobody's really going to know about, right. which yes. they do matter. Exactly. Like and we, they, and I they think do. we they all contribute. Yes. The, the ones that are determined to see change, I think we all contribute in our own way. Yeah, but you have to be able to. So it's two types of ways to do it. I got a homeboy. That, I have two, two, a couple of homeboys that's in the, in the DPD. Mm-hmm. One, he tells me some of the stories where, you know, it's like, hey, I go. It's a situation. They probably should be in jail, but I try to de-escalate the situation and mm-hmm. let them know, hey, bro, yeah, I know I'm wearing a pig's badge, but I'm here to help. Right. And then you, I, I have another homeboy. Like, I remember one time we was having a conversation. Mm-hmm. He's like, we could have a, he's like, you don't like pigs? We could come in. I could bring a whole bunch of niggas in here. We could have a pig party. I was like, nigga, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, nigga, because I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Bring them pigs in this bitch. I got some niggas that will be happy to put a knot on a pig head, you know, and make some bacon in this bitch yeah, and use the grease and make something after that. Well, the problem is when you, you like you said earlier, you have to be intentional. If, if you're if you have the mindset of I want to join this because I want to change it from the inside. Yes. Like I respect that. Yes. But if you if you join it and start taking on the characteristics of the of oppressor, them, we got to fucking I think most of the people that exactly. I know that have joined started out with that mindset. Mm, started and, out. And then it speaks to their character a little bit because some of them go to the other side and completely buy in. Buy in. They and become blue. They, yeah. And then yeah. they don't see the wrong in that anymore. Yeah. So I think that's the problem. That's the part. Yeah. You guess, and then that, the ones that do stick it out and try to be that change within yeah. mm-hmm. is difficult because they're hitting oh, yeah. roadblocks at every turn. And they so, have roadblocks from people that look like them. Right. That you think should be exactly. on the same. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, no and, I, and that's why I say it's a tough pit. Not being funny, it ain't no different than being in a gang. Mm-hmm. And some people join a gang for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Some join it for family and community right. because it is that yeah, you know what I'm saying to be that. it's supposed to be that right. you know that's what the Crips and Bloods and shit started mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. but it's like when you think about why it's, it's about why you join what's your why 
and then don't lose the why. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be hard not to lose the why, but you can't lose the why, bro. See, this is a, yes, even I if agree. you cover up your why from the blue, you have to keep your fucking why. I agree with you. This, but the the prob- the conversation that we're having is about weak mindedness more than anything else. Exactly, right. you know what I'm saying? Because if you're not a strong minded person who comes in with this intention and is a because you if you come in with that intention you know you're gonna face some challenges you're gonna face some resistance yeah. and all that shit you're already going into a system that's against you yeah but if so if you're a weak-minded person who doesn't like a whole lot of challenges and don't like attention yeah. you're gonna say you know what man i could blend in with this shit and just mm-hmm. keep it moving and keep it going you know but you have to you can't forget the why and i think that may be the title of the podcast you can't forget the you don't have forget your why you can't forget the why yeah. and the reason being is even with the podcast like when we first started out we always talked about we wanted to if we were going to interview actors we wanted c-list actors we mm-hmm. wanted you know people who were trying to be up and coming right. who didn't have a voice or who didn't get the attention from major programs because nobody knows their name right with that being said, shout out to the homie Isaac Keys. Yes. He just got signed for uh, the second season of Power Book. Word. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. Dope shit. You know what I'm saying? He's a great guy. Yes. He, he he He's one of the people we interviewed when we went to L.A. a few years mm-hmm. ago. He's always kept in touch. He gives us shouts out. We talk to him outside of just podcast shit. Mm-hmm. He's a real guy. Dope. Um, and, and I'm proud of him. When I saw that shit, I was like, yo. I'm yeah. proud Dope of this nigga shit. for getting to this point. Most That's why I said the same thing about Teddy, Teddy Phillips. He's been mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. things, man. I can't re- re- name all the fucking magazines, top magazines that he's been in. Yeah. And, and shout out to the homie Richard Gray. Like mm-hmm. he started out seeing where he come from now, you know, doing being an agent for NBA players mm-hmm. and people like Kendrick Perkins. And shout out to the Big homie Perk. Jason Gray, people who, you know, he wanted to do movies. So he created the platform. And then yeah. shout out to the homie Najee, mm-hmm. who's acting. He wanted to do acting. And Jason right. gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. It's real niggas out I here doing real shit, man. shit, man. I love that shit man and i we you can't forget the why mm-hmm. to be attached to these people who five years ago weren't close to these dreams mm-hmm. and five years later you fast forward they're closer right. yeah. because they have not forgotten the why and we have people hit us up all the time be like hey you want to interview this rapper you should interview mm-hmm. that's not what we were here for right. mm-hmm. we ain't here to talk about everything else that everybody else is talking about on mainstream right we're here to talk about shit and say shit the way real niggas say it and talk about it on their couches at home. Well, this is what I would also say about that. Um, don't, I mean, I know that you're not saying I don't want to interview anybody famous. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, but what I would say is that uh, the, what happens is those people become so famous and and their stories are so well known, or not necessarily their real stories, but yeah. their stories that everybody else to see is well known. Yeah. That they don't even get an opportunity to really talk about themselves. So, yeah, exactly. So when you have an opportunity to to interview those people, you'll find that they're really open to having a more of a, a in depth discussion about their why, why they mm-hmm. got into it. a little bit more than what what's shown in the, the media. Yeah, no in the question. media they just want that Beautiful. shiny shit. Of course, yeah. But yeah. that shiny shit ain't the real shit, man. Nah. That's just like well, they attract people. Yeah, though. shout out to Kev on stage, <laughs> man, because Kev on stage, um, he's a big dude, big deal on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But Kev on stage was talking about how everybody see all these wins. And he he came out last week and he was like, you know, I tried to get in two movies mm-hmm. and four some four other uh, gigs and he was like I didn't I got all I got was nose right he's like I was trying to create a platform all I got was nose no. and now he's creating his own shit same mm-hmm. thing with us mm-hmm. a lot of people see us see me specifically and they'll be like oh it's you, yeah. you good but it's like bro it's a struggle yeah I still struggle all the time I still get fucking nose like after the after the fucking storm I told Ortiz on Monday woke up car didn't fucking start mm-hmm. had to drop $500 that I really didn't have how many people really willing to talk about this shit? Right. During the fucking storm, I had just made a, a crock pot chili and ate off that shit every fucking day because my car was frozen into the goddamn garage. I couldn't go nowhere and nobody was even around me. 
So I literally ate one meal a fucking day for seven days. But everybody think the shit's glamorous. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Had to pay some attorney fees mm-hmm. to clear up some old business Take debt with shit. a shithole partner. Because life don't stop. Because life don't fucking stop. Mm. But it's like you don't ever see me get on social media and be like, woe is me with all nah. these cryptic codes right. about I'm suffering and I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I told Arteza this morning, give me the money. Fuck everything else. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a tough personality and you've been through some shit, if you have a bad situation today, think about the years prior. It's something that you've been through that was worse than that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I told her one time, I was like, I know some things about you. I know you've been through some tougher shit. Tap into that shit. Because no this is nothing. Well, it's not yeah. only that, but it's if you think about it like this, just think about life in general and, and all the lessons that we learn from life. Compare what you learn in your successes to what you've learned from your failures. Bro, the failures hit the you with failures, all the lessons. boy. That's what you learn about how to live. They got chapters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Success has got one they chapter. Got volumes. Yes. Yeah. Failures got volumes. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's where our parents have failed us too. And me and Artesia talked <laughs> about that too. No real shit, bro. Because it's You like, talk about this a lot. I'm telling you. Because it's a real thing, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you like? I need to know where you fucked up because the answers are no, there. No, no doubt. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, I success, you but that. nobody wants to talk about failure. Well, that's what we need to change the narrative. You know, for parents out there, don't be afraid to tell your kids about where you failed. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They appreciate it. Yeah. I, I do that with my kids. But then I was also fortunate enough to receive that from my mom. Right. So I think that's that's the difference. A lot of times people have questions about the conversations that I have with my kids, mm-hmm. but I can't help it because I was raised a certain way. And then I also know on the back end, you know, of what happened to my mom, there are certain things that I want to avoid. Right. So the only way to do that is to have open, transparent conversations, regardless of the outcome right. and regardless of what anybody else thinks about it. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing about that is I know, cause I know your children are probably a little older than mine, but in the same age group, mm-hmm. we have to stop underestimating what these kids can handle. Boy, oh God. You they're know stronger than we think. <laughs> they are. Yeah. And I don't yes. have kids. Come on now. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah, I just know some of the shit that my nieces and nephews tell me, and I'm like, damn, yeah. you gangster bitch. For real. Yeah. Like, how the fuck you? For real. Yeah. And then they saying the shit that we was too scared to say at mm-hmm. their age. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, well, that's also because certain environments have been fostered yeah. for them to have the freedom yeah. to do so. I know I was listening to my kids um, talk one day, and my son even asked my daughter, he was like, how do you know about this? And she was like, well, the internet teach you, teaches you everything. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I just ask y'all for clarification. Yeah. But mm-hmm. basically, I already know. And I'm like, which is why you got to tell them, man. I was watching um, yeah. it's on Netflix. It's The Center. Mm. And um, I started watching it, but I really got into it. In the first episode, um, what's her name? Jessica Biel. Mm. Like she when she was a kid, she was raised in a religious household. Mm-hmm. And her and her sister, like, wow, all while their parents are teaching them religion. Mm. They later find out that their daddy was sneaking across the street to fuck the neighbor because mama was too weak mm-hmm. on the pussy game. Ooh. And then the kids were stealing magazines from the store. Yeah to read all these sexual things oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were intrigued. Intrigued. And then the little sister, she had like Hodgkin's lymphoma, so she couldn't really do anything, you know, so she lived vicariously through her big sister. Mm-hmm. Pretty much was pimping her out, you know. She was just like, yo, hey, go do this so we can make some money to, mm-hmm. to move. So she would be online dating, going to see these guys with money, stealing from them, mm-hmm. getting money to leave. And when she was like 13, she wanted to know about sex. So she literally, she wanted to know what a dick looked like and all of this shit. So she literally went across the street. This young boy was coming in for football practice and she was like, I got some questions for you. And then the <laughs> next scene was him pulling down his pants so she could see his dick. Mm. Well, she came back to her sister and she's like, I orgasm two times. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they wanted to know these things. When you hold back from your yeah, kids and tell yeah. them what they can't do yeah. without a full explanation, oh, guess what, they motherfucker? That's how R. Kelly get them. Yeah. That's, That's how R. Kelly gets these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. All these young bitches out here wanting to know something, wanting to feel dad is there and daddy ain't mm-hmm. there and paying them attention. And R. Kelly swoop in and give them some 40-year-old dick. Mm. <laughs> Y'all killing me with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to teach these kids, man. You can't sit up here and not teach these motherfucking kids, man. I wanted to uh, I want to talk about what you were saying, bro, since we we're talking about differences and experiences and um, Gen X and Gen Y. Mm-hmm. Where, where were you getting that from? Where did that come from for you? You know, for me specifically, um, I, there's a couple of areas. One of the areas is obviously in a work environment. You have pretty much all these generations mm-hmm. all intermingling together. But. Um, it can become a problem because everybody has a different, you know, the, the value system is different. Their opinions are different. So um, you have to be aware of a person who is a baby boomer versus a person who is a millennial because they think differently. Yes, they so, do. So in a work environment, that's kind of one aspect. But then the other aspect, it was about this new world that we live in and this the creative space. Yeah. Because the mindset is totally different from somebody somebody who's in a baby boomer they they be like man well that's bullshit you can't make no money doing that yeah. but that's not the reality this is a new world you actually can make money can in make that money. space so just kind of talking about the differences and how you have to be careful with who you choose as a mentor and yeah. who's pumping information in your mind yeah cuz they you can know? stifle you exactly i haven't had a lot of mentors man the one mentor i had he passed away but i think he really was um ahead of his time shout out to marvel mcfadden um and the mcfadden family but he was one of those people when I was growing up in church because and to tie the black church in too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I was growing up in church, I was raised like, don't do this, don't do that with no explanations. Right. And then he came in right around my teenage years mm-hmm. and he changed shit at the church. Like he was not a preacher. He didn't want to be a preacher. He didn't like he just like he had a show called Thirsting After Righteousness. Mm-hmm. And it was basically breaking down the word and giving it a better interpretation. Mm hmm. Letting people know that it's okay to make mistakes. Right. That's why you have grace and mercy. Like his way of teaching was proper. Mm-hmm. It was the real it's way. It's real. And it caused conflict amongst my church home because the pastor was preaching a, a totally different thing. You know what I'm saying? But I think the way the previous or the, the current pastor was preaching, I think it was more of a, a cult mentality. Right. You oh, do yeah. as I say, Just do as and, I say. And, and do as I do. Right. Well, no, no, no. Don't do as I do. Just do as I well, say. I see. Don't worry but about some what I'm people, doing. But some people tried to do as he was doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I, I think for me, like having him started that opening my mind up, mm. like it started making me think about things. It exposed me to things. Like he taught me how to plant. He taught me how to garden. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to get my hands dirty. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. My father wasn't around for those things. So like, honestly, the the black church taught me how to rebel. If you want me to be honest with mm-hmm. you, like you at well, that question that? was like, but that's what I'm saying. The question yeah, that you buddy. asked, like, what did they teach you? What they taught teach me how you? to rebel. Because they never gave me a reason for anything they told me I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. And, and and to me, it's like this, you know, because you, you, you look at the blacks as I was with black people. But I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, the the impact of the black church or what it's supposed to be for the community. Yeah. I think there's a lot of black churches out there doing that, doing oh, yeah. what they need to be doing, yeah. feeding, uh, open up their doors when it's yeah. cold outside, when, cold when they outside. got heat and shit like yeah. that. But overall, you know, I just don't know that the black church has really progressed us as people. But, but I think that they're in position to do that. 
You know what I'm saying? They're in these neighborhoods. We, You know what? The problem is when I drive in a lower income neighborhood, a poor neighborhood, and I see just as many churches as I do liquor stores, Boy, that's a fucking problem. That's a problem. Why do we have so many? Why can't I've we try to come them. together? Come together, make one church. Be the, the biggest thing in the room. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I want my people to do this. If, yeah. if my congregation is paying me more than, than that one over there, then I can look better than that. The, the, the priorities are it's all fucked screwed up, up man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a problem. And to me, one of the biggest issues with our people is our financial intelligence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't support each other. We don't we don't uh, build our own businesses. Economic empowerment nope. is not a priority. But but to me, the church yeah. is a part of that problem. Yeah, I think it is. I tell people all the time, like when I first started my business, I, I talked to a couple of guys. I felt like that were just as intellectual or smarter than I was. And mm-hmm. I used to always tell them, if you got a better plan, I'll join behind you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Better plan than what? Selling drugs? <laughs> I mean, if you just have a better plan and infrastructure than what I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. Like after you. the drug selling. You right. Oh, okay. all the way No, I wasn't sure what he was talking about. He took me back to Muddy Waters. I know. I need clarification. I need clarification. That's <laughs> but, but it's like, I, I would always tell them when I was doing, like when I first started Robert's Media Group, I used mm-hmm. to tell people, I was like, if you got a better plan, mm-hmm. a better infrastructure, I'll follow you. Right. I'll shut all this down and I'll take it and put it under an umbrella. And I also reached out to other black business owners and was like, hey, I see what you're doing. I feel like we could do something better together. Mm-hmm. Same mentality, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like niggas wanted see. to keep their own. Some of those niggas ain't even around no more. Some of them niggas are not even where we are. And it's like, but you still don't want to team up. Right. We can make more money here. But see, but again, so so that goes back to the original question of the impact, because the impact of how a person thinks today is based on what they learned in the church, what they learned from their own family members. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that shit, it grows and develops into something that doesn't become progressive. Yeah. In this day and age, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you want to team up? If you see that I'm already, I already have something that's established that you can actually contribute to, yeah. why not? And if you mm-hmm. got some game, if you know that I'm a person that will take that intellectual property that you're sharing with me and magnify it, why yeah. wouldn't you give it to me? Why not? Like, you if don't I, like, trust though. With my podcast, bro, like all the, the podcasts that are under us, if they call me or hit me up with questions, I give them whatever game I can give them. Mm-hmm. Free 99. Free because 99. everything shouldn't be a charge. That's one. Like a lot of people come to me and they be like, bro, why aren't you selling this? Mm-hmm. I don't want I'm not a person who want to sell everything. Mm-hmm. Some of this shit people just need. You know why? Because it was a time in my life when I needed it and I didn't know where to get it from. Right. And I'd be goddamn if I'm a pay a black league or whatever the fuck else to give me this knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I should be able to just find that from somebody who's willing to help other people. Right. I know you haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah, but the one thing I always liked about Fred Hampton's story was he Mm -hmm. didn't try to buy he didn't try to Mm -hmm. steal Mm -hmm. he literally walked into places and wanted to team up yes and even it's a part in the movie where he's talking to this crew and he Mm -hmm. lets them know your infrastructure is better than mine Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to take over or move on your territory i'm trying to team up right because you have all this arm you have all this power in this local area exactly but i got expansion nationally Mm -hmm. and with your power Mm -hmm. and my reach we can fuck some shit up some shit happen that's why White people have always, white men have always sowed the seed of discourse mm-hmm. because they know if they sow the seed amongst niggas, niggas mm-hmm. will fight like rabbit dogs mm-hmm. to get the last piece to be the biggest dick in the room. Biggest dick in the room. I'm going to be the nigga that's going to digress, let all the niggas do the ratting, fighting and shit, and then I'm just going to walk through that shit and kick it up right? and keep mm-hmm. it moving. You have to be that way, bro. Mm-hmm. There's too many people like... We talked about this. Like, if you got game, if your followers going up, or if you got you got some kind of information, mm-hmm. like, where is the information? Why aren't you yeah. sharing it? It's a family. It's a community. 
That's why when Especially people Especially if you're in different like if you're in different lanes. Even if you're in the same lane, like pitch me a motherfucking who you bar. appeal to might be different to from who I appeal yes. to. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with sharing and doing cross party. Oh, no no question yeah. about it. And and I think that for the most part you have to be able to recognize those individuals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you if you don't, you'll fuck around and try and team up with somebody who's just trying to suck leech the off life of out you. Of your exactly. shit. And, and I've been be a motherfucker sucking my life out of me. Make me want to put their suction on my dick. <laughs> they sucking so fucking good. You got to come back to that. You know what I mean? I mean, hey. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Let me feel so. But you do have to you have to be mindful of the people that you bring into your camp because some people are just here to suck you dry and keep no. it moving. And you got to pay attention to you that. You got to pay attention to it. And you cannot be scared to call out the succubus. No, no. The what? The succubus. Succubus. You cannot be scared oh to call the motherfuckers out. You're a succubus. You are a succubus. <laughs> You're a succubus. You are a succubus. They are succubus. They are succubus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody so, a succubus. Everybody a fucking succubus if you allow it, man. And like I've always said back in the day, I used to be like, how can a shitty person know that they're a shitty person if you don't ever fucking tell them. If you them. don't have a conversation about it. One thing I've learned is a lot of people love to hear, hey, you're great this, you're mm-hmm. great at that. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're this. Mm-hmm. But say, oh, you're a piece of shit. Right. Say you're a narcissist. Say you crazy. Yeah. Say you dropped the ball. Everybody want to fight. They don't, it ain't what they, oh, use another word. Right. No, but motherfucker. You, but you also got to be, you also have, I think, I think at this point in life, we also have to make sure that we have uh, those kind of people in our lives that can tell us about the dark spots I'm that or, the bl- or the blind spot. I'm that bitch. Like, I need to let you know something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This part is you know darker something. and it's getting darker and darker, bitch. Change it or get I the fuck away from know. around me. Exactly. And you know what? You got to tell them. And that goes into uh, calling people out. Where am I going? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? I love how this, the, the topics segue into each other. And you see, you thought it was a whole bunch of them. I'm telling you, it just rolled right through. What was I talking about? Man... Come on, Not man. Not the awful person. It's the awful. Oh, <laughs> my barbershop experience. Oh, oh baby. This is Tell the, me about it. This is the perfect segue. <laughs> I wish I could just say this nigga's name. I can, <laughs> but I won't. Yeah, well. But it made me want to say his name, <laughs> makes me want to say the barbershop, and then tag this nigga in it. <laughs> but that's 32-year-old age. We're not doing that. I'm almost 40. Right, right, I got to right. be better. You didn't grow up. Man, let me tell you this, man. So uh, <laughs> shout out to my homie. Hey, you unisex salon. I've given him a lot of props. George Gibson, the homie. You know, he cuts my hair. Him and O do a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, shout out to my homie Othello out at the Pinnacle Cuts out in Arlington. Great barber. Okay. I moved outside the city again, so I'm not close to these guys anymore. So I had to find a new barber. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you know how hard oh it is to find God. a barber. I know. People have no understanding. They have no idea. It's, it's like having a perfect, perfect pair of drawers and the drawers don't sell that brand. No. Ooh, it's yeah. tough, nigga. The fit is different. Or going to a restaurant who had your favorite meal and that and it took the shit off the meal. El Diablo, Papa Nose. Oh, God. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no what was it? Papacitos. The motherfucking Riviera. That be shrimp enchiladas. Yeah. Took that shit I'm off the menu. Because whenever I'm with you, you can always get it. But I try to get it on my own, The <laughs> like, two different locations. And they're like, oh, we don't make it anymore. Yeah, but you but you didn't go inside, though. You you were trying to order from the outside. And I'm usually, I'm usually the queen of being able to finesse my way. So that was, <laughs> yeah. I'm upset about that. All right, let's not, let's not get him off track. Continue with your story. <laughs> hey, I ain't been smoking. I ain't really been smoking the last yeah, month. He, so he my, brain, my brain cells is good. Oh, man. So, man, for real talk, bro. I, so I found a barber, mm-hmm. great barber out in Richardson, man. Went to him once or twi- uh, twice. After the first time, I was like, yo, you know, it was $40. I tipped him $20. Like, that nigga was that good. God damn. Yeah, that nigga was that good. Went the second time. Did a great job. The third time, he switched locations and he changed my time. And he said, well, can you come at this time at this location? Got you. I'll do it. Even though it was a lot. I walk into this place. Call me bougie if you want. Nobody acknowledges me. Nobody speaks to me. 
somebody's in the chair at my appointment time at 11 o'clock, 11, 15, 11, 30, So I get up and I walk out. I go to the app. I give him a review. Three stars. I said, he's a great barber. But professionalism and acknowledgement of your customers is important. Mm. And he does not do that. Mm. Three stars. He hits me up 30 minutes later. I'm thinking he about to say, yo, my bad. Whatever the fuck. Come back. I got you. This nigga reaches out to me and he says, oh, that's how you going to do. You going to give me a three star rating. You going to knock my rating down like that because he's five stars. He's that good. Mm-hmm. You going to knock my rating down like that. He told me, oh, I, can't, I see what kind of black man you are. You the black man to try and take a nigga down. Uh-huh. When he said that shit, I said, I don't know who the fuck you think you talking to, nigga. I said, you did not acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. You changed your place and you changed the time. <laughs> then you had somebody in the chair. You did not acknowledge me. I said, nigga, I've done shit in this city. Mm-hmm. I've done shit for my fucking people. So miss me with that fucking bullshit. Right. I'll be back or I'll schedule it next week. You could cut my fucking hair. If you're on time and you do the same job, I'll give you a five. But don't come at me with that bullshit. We never spoke again. Mm. I even registered to get another haircut again. Nigga never responded. I started to drop his bitch ass to one. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> then it's this other guy that I hear he's amazing. He's great. I go to him. He's 60 bucks. Mm. I pay the 60 because I like my hair to be whatever. He's on time. He's on time. He did not do a good job. This Mm. nigga used so much goddamn paint. You would have thought I was fucking bald. I said, I don't need. For your edge up? Bro, come on, son. I went to the bathroom and washed this shit out of my head before I even left the barbershop. I didn't rate him because Ortiz said, let the nigga make it. But you are not a good barber. No, I didn't if say you that have to that paint a motherfucker's edge in, I don't need the paint. No, just and just. if you're not good or if you fuck up, the dude, the first barber, he was pissed. I'm like, you cool with the five star? Because I gave him five stars. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. changed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like again, nobody likes to hear the critiques. You need that though. of their negative side. If everybody, if nobody gives you your critique, how do you get better? But we talked about that with black businesses before, too. How the fuck do you get better? And then you're going to try to name call me because I called you out on some shit that really happened to me? That really happened to me. (laughs) You want me to go give you a five and say he's a great barber and had a great... No, I didn't have a great time. No. I I think the problem is, for what you're saying, is is a problem with a lot of black businesses, right? Or just businesses, period. Let's just say that. You don't understand how far customer service can get you, mm-hmm. bro. But it's especially black businesses because they coast off the fact that, oh, we're both black. So right. I shit. can get away with it. You understand the struggle. Nah, no. Fuck all that. I, 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 yeah, I do understand the struggle. <laughs> and I know that customer service is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially as a black business exactly. owner. Exactly. I can Customer let you make it within reason. Right. But 45 minutes, and no, no, acknowledgement, and no acknowledgement. And, and then, then the fact that you call me and you try to check me as opposed to calling me and saying, hey, I apologize. You know, I got caught up running mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. But how do you different. not acknowledge a motherfucker that come into your business? How and I like not? confrontation. I it's told different. her, I said, I think I should just walk in there and go to another barber. And, man, I'll tear that barbershop <laughs> up, man. You just be asking. <laughs> I want all the smoke. I said, I, what do you think about me going in there? Because there was other no. good barbers in there. I said, I, what about me going back, getting cut my haircut by another barber in there? Because mm. at that point, you're creating the confrontation. It's uh, not just coming to you. That's different. Well, nigga need to get his hair I cut. I need to get a haircut. Yeah, I, and I, he has plenty of options to get his haircut. No, okay. I got to go. I'm back in the rat race of trying to figure it out. Oh, that ain't no joke, Oh, boy. speaking of, I thought about you because <laughs> uh, your other barber posted the same thing along the lines. He was like, I'm the only master barber in town not using a whole bunch of paint. Othello? No. 
Who? The other barber that you, the first barber you got into it with. I don't know. Why are I'm getting into it with too many people, clearly. <laughs> Spider back to life. <laughs> Who? I don't know. Say the Corey. nigga name. Corey. Corey, he posted. Because oh, he, he posted a cut. It was good. And he was like, I'm the only barber in town. It's not, and I thought about you when he said that. Because it's true. Corey was the guy that liked her. Okay, so he oh, fucked with me the kids. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to bring his son over there. Yeah, bitch. Used to or still? Do. Man, that's oh, too I, many. I don't yeah. anymore. Yeah, you I had to up. find a new barber for my son. I yeah, got loyalty. You yeah, know. no, I got you. I got away from. That's crazy though, man. I, but yo, so I'm just. I don't pick the these fights. I'm just ready to come to the front when it's time. Nigga, listen. If I'm paying sixty dollars like for a motherfucking haircut, I need you to do 60? what I say you to do, yes. bitch. I could take sixty dollars and get my dick suck on Harry Hines. <laughs> mm, I hope you wouldn't do that. You gotta do it. I would hope you wouldn't pay sixty dollars yeah, like, for that. Said, two times. Some bitches giving out oh, twenty five dollars and a handsy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And a handsy. Sixty dollars get you a lot these days. Yeah. Goddamn. Might be a bitch with no teeth, but hey, <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> right. Bitch, bend your lip. Shit. Hey, we at the half. We at, we at the hour mark. Say it's time hey, for a break. Yeah. Hey man. Hey Spider. Hey, let me see. Well, let me see which one, man. Let me see which young smoothie, smoothie poppy. Shout out to uh, East Texas, man. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm really just gonna lace this whole episode up. His album drop. Hit us with her, man. Yeah. Let's go to that, bro. That's real Talk Texas kind of shit. TK. Yeah. I was listening to it when I was driving over here. I was like, you swear I'm from Texas again. She be <laughs> I was slapping. listening to it. About to kick the door down. About to kick the door down, you know what I'm saying? Real East Texas nigga, you hear me? I'm really like that. Yee! Text can niggas funny come kick the dough in. Cutting die child support nigga really broke in. Decent got pop, he was sleeping, nigga broke in. Three pot and three search, let the shit soak in. I ain't shaking no hand, nigga, I don't know him. One or two grams of 1.8, hold him. Moon said swim in the city, started stroking. Papa at a raw nigga still can't focus. Text can the wig and think I've seen a hokey pokey. Talk it on my name, get a pop, hope you know this. Text can the goat with the rap, hope you know this. Slip getting stuck on my teeth cause it froze in. And what Tesla can is? Test can a nigga what nigga get killed. Test can a nigga getting robbed your wheel. Test can a nigga know the smoke dope and toast steel. Oh, you a test can of baby, huh? Tell me about that shit. I can tell you about test can and a good drink. Fred pop the top cut, you trying to get some hood rank. Two men a wobble if you trying to get some good dang. Scamming at his finals if you trying to get a little bang. Hundred dollar line if you trying to get a little drink. Good as car spray, like you little saint. I can't wait till I get another cup of that sub, man. I was out from Dallas, then I flew out with the Cali. Fucked the horn Hollywood, and then we went to Calabas. Smoking Jeffrey Lemon Scotty, got me slower than my last. No, I'm big, bound to hunt her to the pulled up in my cag. I was treatment off the lava, we were smoking off in trash. I was trying to fuck a bunny, she was looking at my carrots. She was looking at your motherfucking teeth, nigga. Yeah, yeah, you know my shit, 22K. Okay, then. Yes, sir, skate. I saw when the beat come in, I'm just gonna cat the hoe. I'm telling for the fun the bet, but I was looking at a wristwatch. How push the trend, so it's fun to be a piss off. I ain't such a shit unless it's coming out the hood. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. I love everybody in this motherfucking room, white, black, or anything else. Yeah. If you gay, even those that ain't straight, hit. if you blue, green, yellow, if you got a cricket nose, <laughs> one booty cheek Jack bigger than the other one, small titties, big one titties, titties, fat person, titty. what they deem ugly. <laughs> I love all you ugly, beautiful, fat, skinny motherfuckers. And uh, that's all we got from the reality is, man. We hope you guys enjoy this bonus episode. And we out this bitch. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.